This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to the Get Started Investing Summer Series, proudly brought to you by Superhero. Over six episodes, we're going to be hearing from members of both the Equity Mates and Superhero community and covering some of the biggest questions for anyone starting their investing journey. And as always, I am joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Great to be back for this second episode of the Summer Series. I'm hoping at this point you and I are on a golf course or at the beach, maybe not even together. Probably not together. We spend a lot of time together, so <laughs> we can take a break over summer. Yes. Yeah. Don't be blowing up my phone when we're separate, though. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I won't. I will uh, let you have some clean air to breathe. <laughs> but, Ren, last episode we covered the question, uh, do you have an investing goal or style? And this episode we're covering the question, what is your biggest investing mistake? Uh, love this topic. Everyone has a mistake, but the important thing is that we all have learnings from it as well. So uh, before we crack in, a reminder that the summer series is brought to you by Superhero, who allow you to buy Aussie and US shares and ETFs with no monthly account fees, and you can now earn Qantas points with Superhero. So visit superhero.com.au slash Qantas to learn more. Eligibility criteria, terms and conditions, and fees and charges apply. So, Bryce, we're speaking to community members again in this episode. We've got Courtney, we've got Simon, and we've got Queenie. Uh, a lot of people will be familiar with Queenie from the Invest with Queenie TikTok and Instagram. You know, this the whole concept of this summer series is to speak to members from the Superhero and the Equity Mates community to remind people that while investing might may feel a bit lonely at times, it might feel like you're alone. There's a whole community of people uh, that are facing similar challenges and going through the investing journey with you. This episode, I think, in particular, is a great reminder of that, that everyone makes mistakes. um, And we've obviously chatted about our mistakes on this show before, but everyone makes mistakes. And that is absolutely okay. And some of these mistakes are really tough and they're ones that I would definitely have made as well. Others are funny and, you know, we can laugh at them like my Slater and Gordon misstep. But I think it's a really good reminder that we're all in this together. We're all trying to figure this out. No one is a perfect investor despite what they might tell you on social media. Um, and it's a it's a learning game. Mm, it yeah. is a learning game. So before we kick into it, Ren, we've all heard you Slater and Gordon. <laughs> so so let's, let's, let's leave that one. Any... More recent mistakes. You've been in the game a while. So, you know, we've spoken to a lot of experts. 
Anything that you recently look at and go, I shouldn't have done that. The two mistakes that I really make hay out of, Slater and Gordon, and then buying Bitcoin in 2017 at the top are, are done to death. So let's not worry about them. More recently, I think there's been a lot of mistakes of omission of hearing about companies and then not doing anything about it. Uh, on our Equity Mate Summer Series on the other podcast feed, we do a deep dive on Calyx, um, the, a company that is up over 600% in the last 12 months and that we heard about nine months ago. I know. Um, but I, I think as an investor, you can't kick yourself about that because there's so many things that you miss. Like nobody can swing at every pitch and every even the best investors of all time have missed more great opportunities than they've taken. And that's okay. That's the game. Um, so you can't really beat yourself up about that. One that does come to mind uh, was Zillow. For people unfamiliar, Zillow is like a house listing website similar to realestate.com or domain. Uh, and my view was that Zillow has a similar dominant position to realestate.com in a bigger market. The kicker was Zillow was also trying to algorithmically buy houses and that business did not go so well and they exited it and the share price is down meaningfully. That was a small position but a small position that is now smaller. <laughs> Nice, because it went down. It went down. <laughs> what about you? Any recent mistakes? I think uh, if I say recent as in like the last three years. Um, two, what, you're about to tell me you've made no mistakes in the last two years? <laughs> no, I think the biggest mistake is I've had too much cash on the side. Oh, must be nice. <laughs> must be nice. Biggest mistake is I'm too rich. <laughs> no, no, no. I've had too much of my port. I've had not too much of, but I've, um, yeah, I've just had too much cash sitting on the side, constantly somewhat fearful of this, you know, what might be as a correction. And I've always, the strategy is always to have cash on the side for when something does hit the fan and you can deploy. But I think my allocation of that has probably been too much. Mm. I've just seen what's going on in the market, particularly over the last 18 months and what could have been if that money was in the market just in an index fund. Yeah, that, that's my learning. Yeah. The very best investors, you know, we speak about dollar cost averaging and, um, you know, not timing the market, just having time in the market. The very best investors of the last two years, really since the COVID crash, have just been dollar cost averaging into an American index fund. Or they've just been 100% in. Yeah, because all it's been is just those superstar American companies yeah, yeah, just yeah putting in the work yeah. and just grinding higher. Investing sometimes is a very simple game that we make complicated and Absolutely. the last 18 months have really shown me that. So not specifically a mistake but I think I sometimes know. I try and over-egg this pudding and, yeah. and try and overthink things and I just need to back the, the genius there. of, you know. Zuckerberg. Um, Bezos. Yeah, Zuckerberg probably yeah, not the first one that I would have said. But you know, Tim Cook and yeah. um and and the gang over there and just trust that they know what they're doing. Mm. But anyway, enough of our mistakes. Let's um let's get into it. Let's hear from Courtney, Simon and Queenie about what they consider to be their biggest investing mistakes. So we are joined by Courtney, who started investing at 21 after her parents bought her a subscription to the 
Motley Fool Share newsletter. <laughs> Surprisingly, this wasn't her biggest mistake. <laughs> Courtney, it's lovely to have you here. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. So this episode is all about uh, mistakes. We've all made mistakes as investors and we love hearing the stories of mistakes to help people either not make them or realise that it's not the end of the world if you do. What, what is your biggest investing mistake? I'll probably start with saying that my biggest investing mistake was probably not doing enough research and not being curious enough on what I was getting myself into. Uh, So I guess to sort of segue into the mistake that I made and um, minus the Motley Share (laughs) full advisor (laughs) subscription letter that I got from my parents. So I was set up with an investment broker, Halifax Investment Services. You know, mum and dad set up the account for me and for my 21st birthday, basically. And they gave me the Motley Fool Share Advisor newsletter. They said, pick a couple of shares. We'll let the broker know. You know, you can start investing with them. And I was sort of just on my way. I didn't really do any research or ask any questions. I just looked at mum and dad and was like, oh, sweet. They know everything. I'm sure it's fine. So I started, you know, putting in, you know, $1,000 here, a couple of grand there over probably about four or five years, all the way up until I was about sort of 25, 26. Uh, And then I decided to uh, save for a house deposit. So I started to sort of stop putting money into shares and, you know, start saving the cash in my bank account to then eventually save for a deposit for an apartment. Uh, So that probably then took me to 2018 where I sort of had a decent amount of money to buy an apartment but I wasn't quite there so I thought what I'll do is um, I'll dip into a little bit of my shares to get me that deposit and when I actually went to um, contact the stockbroker, Halifax Investment Services, uh, I then got a bounce back email uh, saying that the company had actually gone into liquidation. Oh, no. Like, I got this email and I just remember being like, what does that even mean? I honestly had no idea, like, what the implications of that email meant. And then slowly there was, like, a hotline that you had to call that I obviously got on the phone to and they said, oh, you know, the company's gone into liquidation, investors can't access their funds, Um, they're going through the courts. And this all happened in, like, 2018 but I hadn't contacted uh, the stockbroker until like 2019. So I'd heard nothing of it um, because I think because my mum subscribed me to the stockbroker, she was getting the emails. Oh, no. Not me. Another. Your mum didn't say anything. No. <laughs> so she just rookie, rookie error. Uh, so then it was just this massive shock and like I had to try and figure out what this all meant for me. You know, they were talking us through when we'd get our money back and if we get any money back at all. Um, And it was so up in the air. It was devastating because not only um, was my money tied tied up with this stockbroker that I couldn't access, but nor could I buy this apartment that I had found to sort of, you know, buy and start my or get my foot into the property market. So I was devastated, but you know, I think from there it was just like a huge learning curve for me and it has since made me realise that there is a lot more to investing. My parents probably simplified it for me and they made it 
um, very accessible to me. So I therefore never questioned anything. And since now that all this has happened and I've very much been researching now and listening to podcasts like yours, um, you know, and a whole heap of other podcasts as well. And I've just sort of like, you know, had this massive like realisation that like, oh my God, I would like went in so fast and loose, <laughs> like had no idea. And yeah, I think definitely um, a learning for myself and anyone out there is to ensure that like you're asking yourself the right questions, you're talking to your friends, you're talking to your parents or maybe not your parents and just making sure that you you feel like it's a safe place to put your money. So I think that was probably my biggest mistake but also my biggest learning. Nice. It's tough because you were doing everything right, starting investing young, <laughs> yeah. putting money into the market over a long period of time, but it, I think it's a good lesson that the platforms that you use and the brokers that you use are also really important. Oh, so important and I think I've probably – you know, over-research now who I put <laughs> invest my money with because of it. And, you know, we're still going through the process with the liquidation and the administrators with Halifax and it's constantly being pushed out on when we will get our money back. You know, they said 2020, they said 2021, now it's 2022. So these things can take years and years and it has happened in the past it is quite unlucky though because Australia's uh, very regulated, I think, in this space. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of a bit of bad luck, I guess. Mm-hmm. But also, I think I wouldn't change it though, because it's meant that I'm now more invested in, I think, building myself to know, like have a whole heap more knowledge than I did. And to, you know, build my portfolio again, you know, because I've sort of have lost out on a lot of money as my portfolio, the money that I get back, well, this is according to where the courts are with it at the moment, is that I will only get back uh, the value of my portfolio from November 2018. Oh, no. And I've missed the massive up of the market (laughs) over the last year or so, which is devastating. Oh, you hate to say it. It's not to say that I don't want to invest. And, yes, it's, like, you know, knocked me off my bike, but I'm definitely going to get right back on it. So... Nice. That's great. Yeah. Well, Courtney, thank you for joining us. As I said at the start, it's always good to hear from uh, beginner investors and those that are well into their journey on um, you know challenges they're facing, how they've overcome them, mistakes, and of course resources as well. So it's been a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. So Simon is a father of two who has been investing for a number of years, but came across a speed bump after signing up with a self-managed super fund. Uh, He's going to share his story with us and some of the lessons that he learned from the situation. So it is our pleasure to welcome Simon to get started investing. Simon, welcome. Cheers, Bryce. Thanks for having me. So Simon, can you tell us about your biggest investing mistake? What happened and perhaps any major lessons that you learned from it? Yeah, sure. So I think ours is all around self-managed super funds. Um, So it probably started way back in around 2009 when the GSC happened and I was watching a few people at work who had to prolong their retirement dream um, because they lost all their their super basically. So from there, I started to think about diversifying our our um, super fund and and our retirement savings. But I didn't really have a have a clue how to do it. And then 
over the next couple of years, friends of ours got caught up in the self matter super fund space and they were talking about buying property, um, which was really cool for us because we love our property. So um, we started poking around in that space and eventually set one up with the idea of buying an apartment. And then from there, we just had barrier after barrier pop up and basically the, the, the property took longer to, to get started than we expected. Um, we changed self-managed super fund like a portfolio manager in that time as well. We noticed the customer service from him went down. Um, so then from there, we started getting um, a bit, bit nervous and thinking, oh, is this the right thing for us? It's taking longer than we expected and we're not really getting what we thought we were. So we got some independent financial advice and from there, we identified a whole bunch of issues. We had basically looked at the a 10-year plan and from that, because of the amount of money we're going to put into like a mortgage through the super fund over the 10 years, we weren't actually going to make any money at all. Um, and we're going to be completely reliant upon doubling the, the property growth um, and hoping that the market boomed, um, which when we looked at that in comparison, comparison to say the share market with this financial advisor, we're going to have a much safer return on that type of um, process. So, so we made the really tough decision to pull out of the out of the apartment and the self-managed super fund and ended up losing probably a year, year and a half's worth of super um, savings to all the fees that we, we um, basically had with setting it all up. Um, had to give away some of the deposit for the unit and then also for winding it up and, and moving across to this new financial advisor. So um, it was a bit of a bit of pill to swallow, um, but we feel like now that We've got it pretty much in just shares now and a, a good diverse uh, portfolio that it's probably a safer bet in the long term, even though like we, yeah, we had those rose-coloured glasses on for the mm. apartment, but it just wasn't going to work out. Yeah, there'd be a lot of um, members in the community who, um, you know, they're not quite at the stage of uh, managing a self-managed managed super fund, but on the other hand, you know, there's there are a lot of people coming into the Get Started Investing community who are at that point in their life where they're looking to make sure that they're optimizing their super and, and setting it up. So what, what would be, if you had your time again, what would be one of the, the, the lessons or pieces of advice that you would tell yourself going through that process? Yeah, I think independent financial advice. So we got onto the self-managed super fund through a mortgage broker and because we were so keen on, on property, we didn't really realize that all the the whole thing was set up towards property and even though we had a bit of money in shares at the time, it was towards property investing shares as well. But going to this independent financial advisor, he was able to really map it out in full detail for us and even things like where they where they offer you the, the year's worth of free rent and so forth. We thought that was a pretty cool cool thing. But then when the independent financial advisor were basically paying for that in the price of the unit. So you're actually giving yourself the free the free twelve months. So I think you know, learning those lessons through the independent financial advisor was the biggest lesson and I wish we did that before we sign on the dotted line. Well, uh, luckily you did get it and it feels or it sounds like it's certainly more sorted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice. <laughs> it's a big relief. So. <laughs> That's good. So, Ren, before we uh, hear from our next guest, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors and then we'll be right back into it. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So we're joined by Queenie Tan, otherwise known as Invest with Queenie, who has built herself an amazing platform of over 100,000 followers across uh, all your social media channels, sharing her journey to financial freedom. This is the first time that we've spoken with Queenie uh, on the podcast. We've been following her for a while now, and uh, we're very excited to be chatting here in the studio. Her and her partner, Pablo, have just quit their jobs to focus on doing content full-time, Must be very nice. Uh, we love seeing yeah. entrepreneurs do yeah, that. So congratulations it. and uh, welcome to Get Started Investing. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited because, yeah, I've also been likewise following your journey as well, listening to your podcast. So it's so nice to actually meet in person and like, yeah. it's just so weird, like seeing it's you like, guys oh, are real, real people. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> well, Queenie, Bryce wants to get as many TikTok tips uh, from you as possible. But before we get into that, uh, we're here to talk investing mistakes. Uh, so can you tell us the story of one of your biggest investing mistakes? Of course. So um, let me take you back 2017. It was when I first discovered cryptocurrency and I was in a bar with my friend and he was telling me about what he was investing in. And he was just like, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like he just puts money into these crypto coins and he's just making these insane returns. And I was like, you've got to tell me what you're buying. Like, what is this? Like, this is insane. Because at the time I had just, I've been investing in ETFs and like robo advisors for a little while, but I was like, that sounds so boring. Like crypto is where it's at. I can't believe I haven't done this before. So that night I set up a CoinSpot account. I started to invest in cryptocurrencies. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just kind of like, buying a bunch of random coins. I think my first investment was like $100. And then I checked the next day and it was like $110. And I was like, what? That is insane. <laughs> and then I was just like addicted. I was hooked. I was like, I did not have a strategy. I was just putting money in. And then suddenly I, I think I invested all up around like $4,000, $5,000. And then by the end of the year, or maybe like a year later, it was worth $20,000. And I remember seeing that. I was wow. like, oh my God, like I have hell? hit the jackpot. And I was just thinking like, I mean, at this rate, I'm going to be like a billionaire. Like, you know, like it was insane. And um, yeah, so unfortunately it kind of hit that high where my portfolio was worth about $20,000. And then it fell pretty quickly within two weeks. So that was, you know, when the crypto market just really mm -hmm. took a nosedive. My portfolio was worth about $2,000 oh, after that dip. No. I was looking at it and I was like, 
no, it's not that bad. Like it's going to go back up. Like it, it will go back up eventually. So I think I waited about a year, kind of just did not really do anything. And then I was like, well, that was really dumb. Like, what did I even buy? Like, I did not even know what I bought. Like it would have been fine if I kind of, I feel like I would have had more conviction in my portfolio if I invested in Bitcoin, Ethereum and just kind of stuck to those ones. But I just had a bunch of random crap that I was just like, <laughs> what is this? Like, I think I'm pretty sure some of them were just scams as well. So I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm just going to cut my losses, take it out. Like, it's been a year. Nothing's happening. Nobody cares about crypto anymore. Whatever. And so I just kind of took it out, just invested in shares and whatnot. And um, yeah, so my lesson was, I actually have since bought into crypto again, because I really do like the space and I think it is exciting, but I'm doing it differently. One, I'm not investing in a bunch of random coins that I have no idea about. Mm -hmm. I'm just nice. sticking to Bitcoin and Ethereum. Two, I kind of know the space now that even if it does take a nosedive and my portfolio falls by 90%, I'm not going to freak out and, you know, sell all my coins. I, I know that up front. I know how volatile the space is. So that is my story of my biggest investing mistake. Nice. Well, at the time of recording, uh, Bitcoin's at an all-time high, so you must be must be happy with that. Yeah. Do you guys have crypto or like what's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got Bitcoin, a bit of Ethereum um, and like 50 bucks in, what's it called? Oh, Shibu. Oh, yeah. Bought it ages ago. But he bought it at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Bought at the top, literally put 50 bucks in. Because I think at the time one of my mates was in Cummies and was just <laughs> nice. like ma making a fortune. He made so much money. Made, yeah, but he, he made a lot of money but uh, overtraded completely. Mm. Just yeah, yeah, screwed yeah. the whole thing up. Mm. And so I put 50 bucks in um, in uh, Shibu Inu just as a YOLO. If this goes like anything like Cummies, I'm going to be sweet. Well, it went the other way. But, <laughs> <laughs> but can't complain, can't it's, complain. It's, it's 50 all, bucks. It's, it's 50 always 50 a worry bucks. when you can't say the name of your investment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, nah, yeah. we we we're both in crypto. I think there's a platform that at the moment that um we both use that you can sort of micro invest into it, which is which is good and mm. um, yeah. But we actually equity's bought, all the way. We actually bought some Bitcoin for equity mates, so we could say that uh, Square, Tesla, and Equity Mates are the three big companies buying Bitcoin. Mm, <laughs> nice, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, nah, but equity's all the way um, for us. Yeah. 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 Nice. Well, Queenie, thank you so much for sharing your insights and such enthusiasm, I guess, for educating others in this space. Uh, Alec and I are, are such fans of what you're doing and, and Pablo as well. And um, yeah, it's been great having you on. So thank you. No, oh, thank you so much for having me, guys. It's it's such a pleasure to finally meet you guys oh, and oh, like oh. chat. And yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And thank you guys for listening as well. As always, Ren, great to hear from community members. Always good to hear stories to remind ourselves that we are not in this alone. So um, thank you to the, those three for sharing their mistakes. We hope that you've uh, been able to learn something from them. Yeah. Love the fact that Queenie's been able to quit her job as well. Yes. Yeah. Nice. It's, uh, it's a great story and uh, even better that Pablo, Queenie's partner, was able to quit as well. So I guess the question that I have is when are you going to – bring Harriet in and get her to quit <laughs> quit her job and join us full time at Equity Mates. The day will come. The day will come. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's uh let's wrap it up. The summer series is brought to you by Superhero who allow you to buy Aussie and US shares and ETFs with no monthly account fees. And you can now earn Qantas points with Superhero. So 
Visit superhero.com.au slash Qantas to learn more. Eligibility criteria, terms and conditions and fees and charges apply. Next week, we are answering the question around what is one thing you wish you knew when you started investing? And we've got a bunch of uh, amazing uh, investors sharing their answer to that question. So we will pick it up then. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Bates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.